Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Zudio in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys flapping gums and being chums, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today we are at Baycon 2023 and we have two awesome guests who are gracious enough to sit down with us. Who are we sitting with? We're sitting with Drew Breelove and Matthew Elkins. <laughs> yeah. Hello. How's it going, guys? Yeah, it's going great. Thanks for having going us. Good, yeah. Oh, couldn't be more than happy to be here. Thank you, having you a for good time down. at Baycon? Yes, yes. It's been a lot of fun. Had the best time. This is my first time coming out to Baycon, and yeah. it has been absolutely outstanding. Just from, you know, all the different vendors, all the different voiceover guests, all you guys. It's just been awesome to get to meet everybody. Yeah. It's a very... A very fun environment. Yes. Yeah, the bacon too. We couldn't make that. We're f- old friends with bacon, bacon himself. Oh man. And uh, legend. The bacon baby. Yeah, we wanted to get to bacon one, but I had a family vacation. He? Why did he have it during my family's vacation? I don't know. Um, man. But <laughs> this time, I made sure that our vacation was planned earlier. Yes. So I couldn't make it down to bacon. Because are you guys from uh, around Dallas? Dallas. Yes. We're from Dallas too. So. Uh, all of us Dallas it. boys yeah. down here together. Okay. Yeah. What we part? should do a road trip. You're uh, Fort Worth, right? Okay. Truth be told, I'm DFW. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Okay. Fort Worth, well, but counts. I'm pretty much in Dallas. And I work in Dallas. So I, I, live com- in, I commute over to yeah. Dallas every every day. Yes, yes. You, yeah, where do you work in Dallas? Let's just do it right now. Let's do it right now. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out. It is true that I am a voiceover actor, yes, yes. but my main bread and butter is that I am a knight yes. at Medieval Times oh, Dinner and Tournament, the Dallas Castle. How long have you been working there? Been doing it about five and a half to six years now. Okay, so I have probably seen you multiple times because I have been to medieval times in Dallas multiple times. It is a birthday destination for (laughs) not only me, but my two sons as well. That is awesome. Um, We go there a lot. Well, I want you to promise me that the next time you're coming, you shoot me a message so I know you're that you're coming. And I'll okay. put you in my section. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Now I can make sure and throw yes. a beautiful Yes, you got rest. the ends now, baby. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, it's, it's exciting. And, you know, just to, I don't want to be total nepotee in here, but we talk about ourselves on the podcast, too. <laughs> my sons are high school theater students. Cool. And they also play hockey, so they're already sporty. And I was like, you know, Medieval Times is kind of like, you know, and they've worked with horses too. And so I'm like, this is kind of like something in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's and a sports it's, team. it's right yeah. up there. You know, that's how I kind of got into it. Yeah. Was I graduated with my theater degree and I was playing baseball. Ah. So after I graduated and I wasn't drafted to play professional baseball, I was, you know, I had, had a degree in acting and I was like, what the heck do I do with this? Mm-hmm. And I was living on my mom's couch and she came home and said, sweetheart, I heard a commercial on the radio for a place that's hiring. It's a dinner theater that's about stunt work. You love physical activity. You play baseball. (laughs) And it's theater. You love acting. Why don't you go apply? And I was like, uh, you know, I'm actually kind of depressed right now, maybe later. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, you're living on my couch. How about now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she was 100% right. I took my passions and I mixed them all up. What came out? Medieval Times. There oh, you go. And are you always the same night? 
No, we okay. actually you... change colors every okay. show. So not only do we change colors, but we change the position of the color. So oh. let's just pretend one night I'm red champ. Yeah. Well, then the next night I'm bad guy red. Uh-huh. Okay, well, maybe now I'm going to be bad guy red loser or blue loser or green loser. Does that make sense? So they yeah, shuffle yeah, yeah. around. That way you can't ever... Get too yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But what a terrible day going into work. And hey, guess what, dude? You're blue loser today. It's like, yeah. oh yeah. man, I felt that when I, I felt yeah. that when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, that's yeah. And I've been on a good run. The past three times we've been in the winter section. Hey, so, you know nice. what I? Uh, you know, so a lot of luck. times they'll pick the winner if uh, the servers out there and they hear a crowd that is particularly energetic. Oh, really? Like, they'll radio back like, yeah, they seem pretty awesome. Oh, maybe that's maybe in. that's what it is. My family, you loud. baby, it's you. Man, you're the I get I get into it. It is like I might as well come with my face painted or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. is that is that how you two guys met? Because you guys yes. seem like you have a, a good relationship and yeah. a great friendship. This guy, oh man, I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> I no, read it all wrong. I'm no, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> so uh, I worked at Medieval Times from gosh 2019 till like when I quit. Three days later, pandemic happened. So I worked oh, for about yeah. a year, and I was a squire. And so I used to I used to squire for this this guy all the time, and nice. we became best friends. And I haven't been able to shake him since. So, uh, <laughs> I always like to joke around because I was this big bad knight at Medieval Times, and he was my squire. <laughs> and I don't know if you know much about squires, but their main job is to pick up horse poop. Yeah. yeah. Well, fast forward a few years, now we're both cast in this mo- this incredibly popular show, Blue Lock. It yep. was the mm-hmm. number one selling manga in Japan in 2023. Beat out Chainsaw Man. Drew has been cast as Bachida, which is pretty much more or less the number one character in the show. Yeah. And I play Zontetsu, who is, I'm proud of that character. I love playing that character, but he's a smaller comedic relief character. So it's like, now the coin is flipped. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Drew, don't leave me behind, yeah. sir. Don't leave but me behind. Pick like, up my horse's <laughs> poop now, squire. <laughs> who's in charge now? <laughs> The apprentice has become the master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but man, I love this guy. I mean, yeah, he's friends for life, man. I mean, it was a great time. It's yeah, great we could time. tell when we were moderating that that Q and A up there, and Drew, you were saying like, I can't believe what's going on because I signed someone's arm and then it got tattooed. <laughs> yes. And he just kept he just kept going like, man, going tattooed. He's so proud of that. He is so proud. I told him, and I regret like, it ever since. But it's because true. That's true friendship. I'm Drew Breedlove. I sign people's arms. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's true. For, only true friends can get away with that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's such a cool badge of honor, though. Be like, do you have? Does somebody have a tattoo related yes. to you on their body? Well, okay, this is my favorite thing to, to put out there that Drew sometimes forgets to tell people. Uh-uh. Not only did he sign her arm and she got it tattooed. This was the woman's very first tattoo. That's so it's, it's not oh. like it was a tattoo enthusiast who said, "Oh, I'll get one more." No, they said, "You know what should be the first thing that I put on my body forever." Wow. Drew Breedlove's name. <laughs> so, so the way cool. she described it to me is, is she's getting one sleeve of autographs of her favorite actors, yeah. and then the other sleeve is going to be manga panels. And so she showed me. So she on one arm she has you know my name tattooed, and then the other one she has Bachita. Nice. She got a Bachita panel, so she's going to make sleeves out of it. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. But that's the whole point of being out here. You guys are out here for Blue Lock. I mean, it's yes. Bacon. It's the second year. But what's been, what's the, the feedback been like? What is the fan reaction? I mean, I, I can't imagine it's all craziness, like giving people tattoos and signing <laughs> people's bodies all day. 
but hopefully it's still good. Yeah, it's been great. It's been really cool to see all the enthusiasm about Blue Lock, and and it, it's crazy because when we were cast in, in October, like it just uh, you didn't know how big it was going to be, and then it's just it's one of those things. It, we wrapped it in April, and then like over time, it's it's gotten progressively bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's just it seems like it's it's just not stopping. Hopefully, not <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> but what about you? You know, I think the number one thing at that I've been excited about is how much because you said we wrapped the show back when April back in April and I, it the show had was so big back in April you know and I was just like riding this huge high of how amazing it was and I had been scared you know that okay well as time goes on you know it's gonna fade people aren't gonna care that much mm-hmm. but people just keep coming up to me asking the same question wins season two wins the, <laughs> wins the movie, wins the movie. Yes. and so it always feels great to have that fire reignited yeah. you know mm-hmm. to know that not only did they love your work but it left a lasting impression and it's been really cool to see cosplayers too like the first day yesterday we saw you know a blue lock cosplayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. we've yeah, seen yeah. more and more of them and it's it's been absolutely wild to see people like cosplay our characters yeah. and, and the first thing i saw when i got here was a, a cosplay for him like, <laughs> watch it i was like oh there it is yeah. that's got to be such a surreal experience it like, is like oh that's me it's but very yeah the first time i saw a botched cosplayer was uh i went to a place called weebcon um in dallas and i went undercover not as a guest mm-hmm. and i went behind this botched cosplayer and i was like there's a monster in me and he was like oh, drew and i <laughs> knew exactly who i was oh my he knew exactly who i was and it was it was really cool it's, it's a funny. very surreal experience to be like yeah that's the person i voice <laughs> it's just wild man that's it's a, wild. that's so one of the things we love to ask everyone that we haven't had on the show yet yes. is the pursuit of voice acting, the pursuit of acting, the pursuit of theater. Some people might call it nerdy, but anything you're passionate about, can you can be a nerd about. Right. Yes. Um, but we love to celebrate where that nerd seed was planted in your life, where it came from. You know, for, for me, it was all introduced by my dad. And he took me to see this movie called Empire Strikes Back when I was really little. Oh yeah! And I, it's one of like I, it's one of the few memories I have of that age. Like I remember the lunch we had or dinner or whatever it was at the. I remember going to the Chinese food place with my dad. I remember him saying that the fried rice tastes like it had coffee grounds in it. <laughs> and I, I remember being blown away by Empire Strikes Back. And then that was just like Star Wars for life. And then that leads into Dungeons and Dragons and all these other things yeah, all yeah. over the place. So where did where it start for you guys that you're like, oh, I like performing, I like theater. I'm doing funny voices I'm in doing, the shower. Yeah. You can go first, Matt. You know, uh, I, I'm a big comedy guy. I like to make jokes, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go a sappy route. Here. Let's do it. Nice. Go, yeah. Let's put on our dramatic face. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> but like, uh, so there was a period in my childhood where my family went through a very large uh, money crisis. Um, I mean, there was a point where the house was foreclosed on and um, things got pretty rough. I mean, if it weren't for my grandparents stepping in and pretty much pulling us out of bankruptcy, um, we would have, you know, been on the street, all that jazz. But I remember even though we would kind of work odd jobs every now and then, even as kids to kind of help bring in some money, what we could do is we would save up like 20 bucks, right? So we work all week and then what I would have, what I'd come away with is twenty dollars. Yep. We'd go down to Blockbuster, and they had this two for twenty deal, and you could buy two movies that sometimes you pull them out of the bin and they'd be scratched up, but they were each ten dollars. 
and then we'd take them home and we would just escape reality for like probably i don't know i guess that's probably close to four hours yeah we would just escape all of that didn't matter what was going on yep. it was just my family my loved ones all together watching a will ferrell movie or something and you know will ferrell big hairy guy the, pl the plot's not always the thickest yeah. but what i'm getting at or jim carrey it was just like ace ventura just pulled me out of reality and it was just surreal bliss you know in yeah. that time just hanging out with my brothers and sisters and my mom and dad and just feeling the love in the room. And I, I remember thinking to myself, I want to do that with my life. Uh, what I want so bad is to make entertainment that yeah. either A, you learn something from and teaches mm. you a lesson, or B, you find that little kid who's like, just needs an escape. Mm. And then you jump in there and you just make their life completely different. You know, maybe I'm being a little sappy, but no, it, it made great. all the difference for me growing that's up. That's one of the that's one of the most fertile plantings of a nerd seed I've ever heard. <laughs> no, that is delightful. Yeah. Getting that, that double feature. Like even if you didn't have your ex specific experience, you know, enough people have the experience of going to the movies on a bad day or going to a movie and just being surprised and how much it can change your mood and to be a part of something like that. I I, I admire that goal. Very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have to match his serious. Oh, yeah, yeah what are you? I need a heartfelt, wrenching. He's like, I got into it for the money. I got to do I it. I just wanted to sign some arms. I got yeah. it in for the money and the girls. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> no, I, uh, so I started off uh, specifically with entertainment when I was in fifth grade. I watched this uh, Studio Ghibli film called Nasca, The Valley of the Wind. Oh. Uh, it's Mikey's one of Mikey's really favorites. oh my gosh I love that one and <laughs> it's still one of my favorite ones and I fell in love with the art style and so at that moment I was like all right I want to become a Japanese animator so when I entered into middle school I took art for three years however when I got to high school I got kind of bored because like you know there's only so much you can learn about shading and stuff and then <laughs> the rest is all just repetition right <laughs> and then you know the history on art which you could go on forever for but I was like ah, I don't want to do that for four years so my mom was like why don't you try theater and I had never acted before in my life, and uh, it turns out that like my, my the theater program in my high school they had a JV and a varsity, okay. and uh, I was like, you know what, I'm not really feeling this whole theater thing. And the director was like, you're auditioning for JV and varsity, right? And I was like, nah. And he's like, you're auditioning for JV and varsity, <laughs> yeah. right? So I ended up auditioning. I did it for four years, and I fell in love with it. And it turns out my uncle on my mom's side actually did film for 45 years. Yeah, uh, oh, wow. He was a, what they call a props master. So he was in charge of the oh, entire yeah. props department. Yeah. And he worked on like the Goonies, National Treasure, mm. all the Lethal Weapon movies. It's like Evil Ted. <laughs> yeah, he worked on a lot of big ones. Scrooged was yeah. another big one. Nice. Uh, yeah, he worked on a lot of big ones. And is, so when I graduated, I was going to do the whole like, you know, going to New York, making it big in theater. And he was like, no, 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 you're going to regret that. And he's like, you actually want to go into film because that's where the money is. And then what you want to do is retire. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll try <laughs> for film. So I got an agent and uh, I started doing commercials. I started doing all these things. I did a Hallmark movie a couple, you know, years ago. And it's fantastic. Said, oh, oh wow. my God, it's so cheesy. It's so it's cheesy. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I think but that's on the. I think that's on brand for a Hallmark I, movie. So yeah. that's kind of what you're getting into. That just yeah. means you lived up and you delivered. There so. you go. There you go. But I uh, so I, I was doing film, and then you know I'd always thought about voiceover because I'd heard it in the industry a lot, and uh, I never really you know knew how to pursue it. But it turns out like so my old church was doing a musical. And then two days before we opened, one of the cast members got sick and they asked me to sub in. And it turns out the director of that production was actually friends with an upcoming director at Funimation. Oh. And he came and saw it and he said, why don't you audition? And so my the first time I ever did voiceover in my life was at a, a Funimation session. 
And so it was wild. That's crazy. Uh, that's serendipity. So, so that's, yeah, that's right place, right time. Wow. Yes, yeah, that's it was cool. wild. But also, I mean, right place, right time makes it seem a little bit too much like chance. You, you know, you had the skills, you were there to deliver, and yeah. you were performing, and the people responded to yes. it. So, yes, yes, that's also accounts for a whole bunch mm-hmm. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for it's sure. Opportunity plus preparation. Yeah, yeah, luck. Where's you my know, where's my perspiration? Because I got a whole bunch of that. My perspiration. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I've said this several times today that one of my favorite kind of piggybacking on what you said. One of my favorite quotes is, "It took me 18 years to be an overnight success." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Makes sense. And in the defense of Hallmark movies, <laughs> this is this is our this is our positivity lane. A lot of people love those things, yes. and there's a reason yeah, for I it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I love them. I I've I have I have found myself like stopping and being like. What? What? Because it's like the, all these people are beautiful. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're welcome. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah but but and, and then I'm like, I, he's I don't, hitting on you, Drew. No, he's I'm hitting just, on you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like it's like I'm not sure who any of these people are, but they're all beautiful and they're all really good actors. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. You know, I'll hey, see where I, this goes. I'm the first to say I would love. In case there's any casting directors <laughs> out there, I Matthew Wilkins would love. To be in a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not gonna lie though. It was it was the most fun I've ever had on a set. Yeah. It, it, it shot in uh, Louisiana. It okay. was supposed to be San Diego. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious. But it was the most fun I had ever had on a set. Mm. I mean, it was just it's very the it is it's a good set to be on for sure. And yes, I, I would totally do another one if if I had the opportunity. I just I give it a hard time because you know Hallmark is Hallmark. Right, but it is. Drew's it, but, always yeah. way too critical of his own work. <laughs> like it, I'm right, he his, gets uh, on to me about that. His girlfriend and I, Alex, I'll call, I'll talk to Drew on the phone about because Drew, Drew and I, you can tell we're best friends, right? I mean, he called me when he was in the UK because they flew him out there for a con in the UK. He called nice. me almost every day. And I'll talk to Drew, like, how'd you do? And he'll be like, oh, not so good, not so good. So what I always do is immediately after getting off the phone with Drew, I call Alex and I say, so how do you really do? And then she says, he did great, blah, blah, blah. But Drew's just always so critical of his work. <laughs> We're going after that perfection. I get it. The, the artist's plague is what I call it. Oh, much true. You know, I like to describe it, though, like, you know, you know how, like, you know, you, an artist could spend years on like a sculpture, right? And everyone's like, oh my God, you know, every museum wants a million dollar, you know, sculpture right there. And then an artist could look at that and be like, oh, I could round this part. Oh, I could, you know, yeah, when I believe, I believe the classic saying is great art is never finished. Yes. Just abandoned. Yes. Just abandoned. Yes. Abandoned nice. art. That sounds fun. Yes. <laughs> abandoned. Is that is that's a band name? But if you say yeah. that, <laughs> absolutely. Now I'm just curious. If you set out to make abandoned art and you abandon it, is that a success or a failure? I don't know. I don't Ooh. know. I <sighs> We're getting deep. <laughs> getting deep on the yeah. Um, but you get it's awesome. You guys have like a wide variety. You're acting in front of people doing medieval times. You're yeah. doing voice acting in a studio. You're doing. Yeah. You're on a film set. Yeah. Uh, where do you find yourself more comfortable? Do you have like a forte that you prefer or something you're trying to work more towards? You know, um, I'm going to not answer your question Perfect. in the way that you want me to answer it. <laughs> but, I am go- but I am going to answer it. I don't know how it. he wants it to be answered. <laughs> so for me personally, I know you're asking like, what do I prefer? Voiceover, live theater, TV, film? It is not the medium okay. for me. If I'm, am I using the right word? That the medium. Yeah, it's not the yeah. medium yes, yes. Uh-huh. that brings me my comfort level. Rather, the type of character that I portray. Gotcha. Because I've noticed that or I believe that I can play any kind of character. I love the idea of like a chameleon actor. But I will say I get cast 
in a certain type of character over and over. Okay. So if I get cast as like the bad guy or the comedic relief, I find myself right at home. I can just, doesn't matter if it's in a, a microphone, a camera, in front of people, I can just hop in those shoes and run. Nice. Oh, wow. I can dig it. Do you guys, do you find a villain more fun? Like I always Ooh, hear, yeah. I always hear actors say villains are more fun. Yes, I do. Yeah. So especially at Medieval Times, um, <laughs> anytime I have like my mom come or my grandma come, sometimes I'll do the champ spot because I want her to be like, my baby's the winner. <laughs> but the truth be told on an everyday basis Dude, book me as the bad guy nine times out of ten. Yeah. I like to say I'm the nicest bad guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> like in real life, I'm all about positivity. But yeah. I guess maybe that's where I let my evil yeah. side come out. Yeah. Yeah. Let the bad come out. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about you, Drew? Me? Um, so I, it just depends. Like uh, for theater, it took me a long time to get comfortable on stage, you know, putting mm -hmm. all the hours in. Mm -hmm. Voiceover, I'm just getting uh, to a point to where I'm really – because like you said earlier, I'm really hypercritical of everything, but I've gotten to a point where I'm like, if someone says it's good, it's good. You know, I'll just let them do it, uh, <laughs> you know. And so uh, I've gotten a lot more comfortable in the past year, especially with working on Blue Lock so much, being behind a mic. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but, you know, when I shot a commercial a couple weeks ago, I feel like that also transitioned to on camera as well. Because when I went on there, like, I just felt super comfortable. And, and the director actually came up to me afterwards and was like, you're really, you're really good at, like, little nuances and stuff. And he's like, not everyone has that. And I was like, oh, really? No. I didn't hmm. I didn't know that. Like, I'm not trying to sound, you know, egotistical or anything, but no. you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it was just... Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to be a well-rounded performer. Yes. And, yes. and what I mean by that is I think about the acting profession similar to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. So you get what you put out, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, that being said, you can work on certain muscle, muscle mm -hmm. groups, right? So I go to the gym, I work my arms. I go to the gym, I work my legs. Okay, yep. I go home and I need to move something heavy. What do I use? I use my whole body, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I have worked the arms and I've worked the legs and built those muscle groups up. And now I can move this heavy object very easily. Now, go. in the acting world, I go into voiceover. I, I practice that craft of telling a whole story with just my voice. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I go to theater, and I really have to practice the large movements because I've got to reach the guy at the top row. Yes. Right? Yep. So then now I go on to film, and i got to put them together, and it's like, okay, I've worked the arms. I've worked the legs. Yep. So it all, I think works together if you just know how to plug in the right parts at the right, right. times. Yep. I got yep. you. Yeah, yeah. Our, our fans are tired of us. Every time we talk to a voice actor, we're like, voice actors are actors. <laughs> yes. they have the, the really successful ones, they're actors. They have to be actors in all aspects. Yes. It's just, and I've heard it in panels too when people ask, you know, how can I, and they're, it's always, don't just talk, right? It's, you have to act while yeah. you're there in front of them. Even though no one can see you, they can hear you. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to think about how, yeah. you know, you are facial expressions can be heard almost. Yeah, you know, what's so interesting is, and I can't remember who it was that, that did this. It was someone that sat on one of my Bacheta sessions. And if, you, if you've if you seen the show, you know he goes crazy sometimes. And it was a time that he was going crazy. And, and they pulled me. They, they told me afterwards, they were like, it was so weird watching you, because like, I physically get into it. Nice. And they were like, you were kind of scary, actually, like <laughs> in the booth. And like, you know, and I feel like that it does. It reflects in the, the performance, because you can hear someone that just like, delivers it in a very 
I don't know. It just it changes up your voice when you really get into it. Yeah, I believe that on giving the the physical movements can really assist, right? Right. Yeah. And I I, I feel that way about voiceover and even um, in film. Yeah, yeah. I yep. remember uh, my acting teacher. We both studied under him for a while. His name's Glenn Morshower. He was doing a he was doing one of his first films. Okay. As a as a as a kid, and he walked in and he. He was like, "All right, finishing up a waffle," and the director was like, "Okay, you're gonna, you know, be on on the track team." And the scene starts with you running. And he's like, "Okay," and so the director's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm just finishing this waffle, and when you say action, we'll go." And the director was like, "Go take a lap." <laughs> and Glenn literally ran around the building and came back, and he was like, you "Ready, action!" And Glenn was like, "You know what? My body was already doing it. There I didn't even go. have yes. to act anymore." Yeah. So like. What I'm saying is, yes, Drew, they should have been scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth was coming out. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. No, that's yeah. a great point because uh, I, I come from it from a completely different world, but it's the same principle, which is fascinating. But I grew up in high school and my early college careers. I was trying to get the band together, trying to be a rock star. You yeah. Know? But when you go in to record an album and you go in to lay down tracks or whatever, like you, you go into a studio and you can get your instrument and you can sit down and you can just play right into a computer and be yeah. like, there's the part. It's yeah. perfect. You know? But a good producer, or if you're with your band, it's like, stand up, get your instruments, play like you're playing a show, and we'll capture that energy. I like because that. Because the energy that you're putting into like the devices translates out. Yep. So if you put the energy into the studio, if you're if like you you're putting the physicality into the microphone, yeah, that automatically transfers. Yeah. It, it's cool that you guys are doing that. Yeah. There's something metaphysical going on. Yes. <laughs> World's colliding. Yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, uh, but speaking, we're, we're at a fandom convention. Yes. What are you guys a fan of? I mean, I love seeing all the people that are excited about Blue Lock, but you guys have uh, talked about Blue Lock probably about uh, at least 24 <laughs> times 24. in the last four to eight hours. Yes. What, what are you guys into? What do you guys do for inspiration or just to get away from the work side of it? You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends who are good directors, uh, not good directors, great directors, <laughs> Uh, Jade's one of them. Okay. Uh, Jonathan's one of them. A lot of them will tell me, they'll be like, I'll be like, so were you guys watching any shows right now? And they're like, no. The last thing I want to do is go home and watch anime when I do it for eight hours a day. I'm kind of the opposite. I get a little bit obsessed, right? So now that I've been doing a lot of voice acting, I like to go home and watch anime, actually. <laughs> I think I just binge watched uh, Hell's Paradise. Nice. I don't know if y'all have seen that one yet or How not. How is that? But is it good? It's great. Yeah, I've heard it's uh, good. Mike McFarlane. Yes. Uh, he's the director of it. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, we actually have one of uh, one of our one of the Blue Lock boys, Jordan Dash Cruz. <laughs> he's in there. Yep. So that I just finished binge watching that show, and that kind of helped me. Just I come home after having some sword fights at nice. medieval times, and then I just. <laughs> Pop on some anime. What did I do all day? I did sword fights, medieval times, and voice acting for anime. And then I come home. What do I do? I watch an anime about sword fighting. So there well, you, you go. know what's interesting. You know what's <laughs> what's interesting though is anime is just so easy to to get through like a season really quick. You know, because yeah. twenty minute episodes. You know, so, yeah. You turn it on. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, I'm already six in. Might as well continue yeah. for the next thousand. No. Now I don't want to answer for Drew, but I am going to say I <sighs> hope he goes in to a little bit of detail with you guys about 
all the aquatic life that he has and all the plants and stuff that he spends a lot of time outside of the acting world. I love it already. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I, uh, yeah, Matt's right. I am, uh, into exotic animals. I've had poison dart frogs. Yes. I've had a chameleon. Uh, I've got, I'm down to a ball python, a freshwater tank and a saltwater tank right now. Is that because of personal restriction that makes it sound like somebody came into your life and he's like, you gotta get, you gotta. Right now, yeah, yeah. It's gotta, I have to, I have to be restrictive right now. But um, the thing is, is uh, I do eventually wanna have stingrays. Uh, that's the best How thing. cool so is that? I had, a, I had a buddy of mine, he used to keep what they call uh, hots in the industry. So he used to keep like gaboon vipers and copperheads and, oh. and all these crazy hots. things. They call them hots because they're venomous. Well, you know? Yeah, I get yeah. it. What do you got? I didn't uh, get it, and that's awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's awesome. But uh, he used to, he, he showed me a picture. He built this like 2,000 gallon like plywood pond in the middle of his living room, and he had like these little uh, catfish sharks in it, and it was so cool. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> and my girlfriend's <laughs> like, you can have a separate house for that uh, down the line. <laughs> but yeah, exotics are really cool. There's just, just something about them that's just different. I do want to get into birds, though. That would be cool. Oh, wow. Do you have a bird that you have your sights on? Oh, I want a macaw or a... I've, gi- I've given the bird a few times. Ca- <laughs> no, macaw. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not that bird, man. <laughs> Not that bird. But then, uh, or uh, toucan, too. I really like toucans. That's aw- that's awesome. They're that's like $10,000. So. <laughs> You're in the right state for it, too. Aren't you allowed yes. to have pretty much everything in yes. Texas? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of states that do that. Yeah, but yeah. you can't have freshwater stingrays here, which is sad. Oh, Weird. It is weird. You can Not have a yet. tiger. You can have a tiger, though. Yeah, yeah it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, there are more tigers in Texas than in the wild or something like that. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. My mom does in-home child care, and one of the kids that she uh, keeps their uh, grandparents uh, have, like, giraffes and wildebeest and stuff in East <laughs> Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they've got, like, a pretty much zoo That's at their, awesome. their farm. Wow. Yeah. Cool is that? Is that your dream someday? Yeah, maybe. You're yeah. to get an island? Yes, that would be sick. The island of Dr. Breedlove. Dr. Breedlove Island. (laughs) (laughs) What we need to do is we need to get the We Bought a Zoo poster (laughs) and just put Drew's face photoshopped on there. There you go. That's me. You beat me to the joke. I was like, you can document him getting the zoo, but I think they already made that movie. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I would have laughed. (laughs) We were all on the same page. That's all that matters. No, that's great, because that's the other side of that nerd seed we were talking about, like, like getting into something and having a passion is so important to like building your personality so you can put it into the work that you guys do yes. and exotic animals. I yes. love it. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, you can, that, that's the thing we talk about is that you can be a nerd about anything. You, you know, can. Sports nerds. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which is funny because it's just the acceptability in society yes. sometimes. Like a sports nerd is just as nerdy as an anime nerd, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know a guy who played baseball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it's just like society's like, oh, it's okay for you to be like, yes. your room is all decked out. Yeah, you, you can you can collect shirts with another man's name on it all yeah, you want, right? <laughs> but but you have anime prints up there, and it's like, what's going on with this? Yeah, guy? <laughs> I know. so funny. Well, you know, it's interesting. Is nerd has changed so much over the years? Yeah, you yeah. know, because now it's almost, uh, you know, you're not cool if you're not a nerd, right? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't play D and D, who yeah. is this loser? Well, we all, yeah, <laughs> and we would we don't want to go that way either. We celebrate. 
celebrate the sports I nerds. No, I know. But that is funny. Like, you have to have something unique. You can't just be like, oh, you just play sports or you, you're just in band? Okay, cool. Boring. <laughs> well, and I think it helps, too. It, it, it helps to have that passion, too. I think you ha- need to have some sort of passion about something. That's right. it. Something in your right. life. You don't want to just, you know. Right. Yeah. As That's as what as we're big on, for sure. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's something nice and healthy. That's it. Yes. That's why I build guitar pedals. Yeah. Oh, they're that's ter- cool. They're terrible, but I love it. Yeah. There's something fascinating about it. You build it. guitar pedals? Yes, yeah. I do. That's what? Uh, well, full caveat. I'm learning how to do it. Like, people nice. have done the schematics and, like, the real hard thinking, Yeah. and I'm sort of just copying them, but doing it myself. So I get that skill, but... Far above me, sir. Far uh, above me. <laughs> it happened one day. Like, you probably saw a, a stingray, and you were like, one day. One day. And I was, like, looking at prices of guitar pedals, and I was like, this will never happen. I was like... <laughs> Oh, but maybe I can buy some parts and put it together. Nice. That kind of worked out. That's yeah. That's sick. I never think like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, can I buy it or not? There you go. Nah, I can't afford it. I'm not into that. <laughs> that just means I got to deprive you of funds, and you have to go back to the scrapper nerd lifestyle. Oh, yeah. There you okay. go. Yeah. Too high on the hog over here with all this podcast money rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> So what's next for you guys? The con is almost done, yes. but Blue Lock is uh, season two is coming up. And the I'm movie. sure this isn't your yeah. last con for the year. So anything on the horizon? Uh, do you want to go? You can go <laughs> it you doesn't go, matter to me. We'll, right. we'll both go eventually. So. Yeah, just go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I recently signed with a convention agency, cons, etc., and nice. I have none other than Drew Breedlove to thank for Woo-hoo. giving me the hookup. Mm. So I'm excited to see where that takes me about on my convention journey. I like it. I have a store signing that, once again, me and Drew will be there together, <laughs> and a bunch of the, the Blue Lock boys and Monet Learner will be there, too. It's in o- Oklahoma, right? Yeah, it's called uh, Anime Island. Anime yeah. Island in, in Oklahoma. We're going to do a Blue Lock store signing, so I hope that you know anybody listening, if you want to make a trip out to Oklahoma, come out there and... Uh, we're going to do this all over again. Is it an entire store for Blue Lock, or is it an it's entire a, like anime store? Anime it's an anime store. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so even if, an, if Blue Lock's not your cup of tea, you'll still have something there. But we're just kind of, we'll be out there signing autographs and probably, you know, do a podcast or two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe y'all, maybe we'll see y'all there. Maybe we'll yeah, see well, you there. That's the reason, I, the, part of the reason I, for the podcast is so I get to drag him along with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, we're going to have to get a podcast, so this guy doesn't leave me. No. I will say one more thing I have coming out. Uh, it's not an anime, but I, I did do a Western. Nice. Uh, oh. It's called The Guardsman 2. It's a sequel, but it'll be out on uh, 2B and Zumo. Hell so. yeah. Do you know what we're doing right now on the podcast? What? We, we do Build a Cruise, and right now we're doing Build a Posse. It's a hypothetical so. thought experiment yeah. where we take pop culture like examples and characters and archetypes and like build our own team. Yeah, like so right we now we're pick putting a, together cool. a posse. We have to yeah, we have to pick like what have we done so far? We picked a preacher, preacher, gambler, a gambler, gunslinger, a gunslinger, and a doctor. A Is doctor. this like a D&D type thing? So kind of it started it started with that yeah. a long time ago we did build a uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons team. That's the so, one that started it. Yeah. yeah, so we had to like pick a cleric and we had to pick someone who was a cleric in like TVs or movies or books or whatever. And then we each so cool. built our own team. And it was so popular with our fans that it has become a regular thing. So we've done a sci-fi crew, 
What else have we done? We've done an apocalypse. Yeah, the, the bunker crew. The bunker crew. We even did a we even did a sitcom family. Yep. Um, I love that. So our our That's and cool. our latest fan because we talk about we play Red Dead Redemption online oh, yeah. together we sometimes and we talk about it on the podcast. Um, one of our fans wrote in and is like, "Why aren't you doing a posse?" So. But that, but that means now all we're doing is like Western. Yeah, we're just watching lots of Western Western TV. Well, when it comes out, y'all have to watch it and then give me. I have to write me a review. Let me know what you think. No, I'll have to go back and make you one of my picks and just be like, "Yep, change my mind." Yeah, it's Matt. That's awesome. Drew, same question to you though about future events, life ahead. Yes. So I've I've got a con the next two weekends. I'll be in San Antonio for it's called Summer Matsuri. It's with a people. They're called Anime Village. Nice. They're doing like their their Summer Matsuri tour. They did one in Houston, one in Dallas, and now I'm going to their San Antonio one. And then the weekend after, I'll be back in Houston for Houston Gaming Expo. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. And then I'm taking a break. I'm going up to Lake Tahoe to see my uncle for a bit, and then I'm coming back down. And then I think we're doing, and then the next thing's the signing together. Yeah, signing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That'll be sick. Cool. Awesome. Very excited. And of course, more blue lock. More blue lock. Yeah. Very, very excited. Uh, yes, for that. very excited. They they greenlit the movie, the Nagi movie, which is yes. I'm really excited about. Yes. Go Team V. Yes. Um, and you know I. I, uh, I hope this is okay, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and plug my social media of here. Of course. Yeah, we're going to um, have you do it. <laughs> if you guys, if anybody wants to keep up with all the different things that I'm doing, I try really hard to update my Instagram, which is Matthew Elkins underscore six, mm-hmm. and my Twitter, which is Matthew Elkins underscore. Okay. So that was Matthew with two T's, Elkins, E-L-K-I-N-S underscore six for my Instagram. That's the one I do the most. And then also my Twitter, Matthew Elkins underscore. Awesome. You can find all the conventions I'm going to and the films I'm working on and stuff like that. Your tour dates. My yeah. tour dates. <laughs> Your tour dates. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, me? Uh, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. They're all Drew Breedlove VA, all, all one thing. So it's uh, D-R-E-W-B-R-E-E-D-L-O-V-E. I breed love. That's the joke. Oh. And, then, uh, <laughs> and then it's VA as in voice actors. So if you want to follow me, that's where I do all my con posts, all my casting announcements, all, all that right. jazz. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, thanks, guys, so much for being here. You've been delightful. Oh, well, thank you well, for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are awesome. Well, Very thanks. positive. Yes. Thanks. Uh, we also want to thank all our Positrons for listening. That's our fans. We call them Yes. Positrons. Thank you, Positrons. Positrons, you, you rock. <laughs> Shout out to you. Uh, we also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Nazca Productions for our equipment and Jazzer for our music. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at Assuming Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but mostly Instagram because pictures are fun. Uh, you can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. And every week I say, hey, Mikey, how would you like the email formatted? The email formatted. We're at a convention. We've had good conversations. Uh, we're talking about voiceover anime, though. I want yeah. a really loud, put some energy into it. We were talking put about putting energy, energy into the it. microphone. Put some energy into your email. Yes. It, it can be all caps. That's fine. Visual aids. Something <laughs> extreme, though. I, w- I want some energy awesome. in that email. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Drew. Yes. Thank you, Matt. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Bacon 2023, for having us out. That's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys. See ya. Bye.